podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, good evening, everybody. You're Locked On Browns postgame edition brought to you by MyBookie.com. Your host here, Jeff Lloyd. As always, Pete Smith joins us here. Um, first things first, guys, I, I would say this is probably about as expected. Um, you know, I, I think the offense, we saw some things here today, and we're going to get into that. Uh, defensively, uh, it's, it, we're now to the point, guys, where it is a mesh unit. Uh, I'll give a little kudos in case I forget to do it somewhere along the show. Uh, Vallejo actually looked pretty good and seemed like he was very active and, and making some plays. But we're going to get into all this offense, the de- uh, offense, defense, uh, special teams. Uh, you know, Joseph with a 51-yard field goal. But uh, look, as Pete and I are going to tell you, look, you got a lot to work on right here, right now. So you might as well just run these two-point plays. Uh, can, maybe going to critique those a tad bit. But uh, Pete, uh, here we are. Uh, you know, thirty-seven, twenty-one. Fine. I mean, thirty-seven, twenty-five, or whatever. I mean, these numbers were so off today with everything. But uh, your final out in uh, obviously in first energy. Uh, Browns come up on the sh- uh, on the short side. Uh, but th- there were some good things to see today. Uh, there were some head scratching things we'll get into. But Pete, go ahead with your thoughts on what you saw here so f- uh, today so far. I think. Largely, you saw where the Browns are in relation to elite football teams in the NFL, which is you know, with some ifs and buts, those being the entire secondary basically being out by the time the game was over. But I, I think it's safe to say where the Browns are is probably about two touchdowns away from where the Chiefs are, which is certainly better than it was last year two years ago but clearly shows where this team still has to go um and 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 within that i think the first half showed where this team is gritty competitive give you everything they have do some nice things but they have to be perfect or close to perfect the chiefs in this case can sort of just roll out the helmets not not fully to that they're not fully to that extent where it's like a college game where it's like an Alabama t- taking on like a you know a Tennessee right now but it's they're really good they are a really good football team and, and you can sort of see where the Browns still have to go so I think if you went in with the sort of expectations that the Browns if nothing else needed to leave the stadium with their dignity today mission accomplished uh, but there's a lot of Little things to take away, both good and bad, uh, and I think the the different flavor of this team is one that I'm interested to see going forward. But that's gonna, you know, a lot of that's gonna depend on bodies. Yeah, and this is gonna be the thing now as you know we head on down here. Um, look, Denzel Ward out, uh, EJ Gaines out, Terrence Mitchell out. You are now on cornerbacks four, five, six, and seven. Uh, you know, Demarius Randall and Adam Schefter, look, I'm sorry, buddy, I love you, but to call him a healthy scratch today, come on, man, that's not right. Everybody knows what Demarius Randall's been going through, and maybe, I mean, if it was to take a shot at him, you, you couldn't be further from the truth, because the guy has been rock solid this season thus far. Uh, and any of us who knew, yes, we've seen the injury reports week in, week out, Demarius Randall's been dealing with heel issues, heel issues, heel issues. This week, you saw their injury report, and you saw it was a groin issue. Uh, you can't call him a healthy scratch. Come on, guys, you know cover the team a little better. Uh, but there was the good. Um, look, Nick Chubb, th- there is something there. And I-, I-, I like that they went with the fact of, you know, he got 20-plus touches. Duke Johnson, thank freaking God. All right? You guys realize what you got there. You're starting to use him. The two touchdowns, 
the fourth and inches. And look, guys, kudos on that. Whether it was the two-point plays, whether it was the fourth down opportunities and going for it. Greg Williams saying, look, you guys need every rep possible. So if it's somewhat close, we're going to go for it and we're going to do everything we can. Because look, if we're not in it, you guys may as well play. And this is something I've been screaming about for weeks. And Mrs. Colquitt, uh, as great as you looked with your jersey on, you know, representing both sons. Hey, a game where nobody punts, I'm really cool with it. It's fine with me. Um, and the one time they did, uh, which got blocked and just led to more points. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are a fantastic team. This offense, it's it's like a joke because even if it's like you know a play goes for nothing or it's an incompletion, it's like ah, we'll just come right back and get 25, which seemed to be the norm. And I think we were late in the third quarter. And it came through the game that they were at. The Chiefs were averaging 11 points per play. So you kind of understand the the fight that was up against them today, Pete. But offensively, look, Baker, uh, look again, takes another shot to the head that nobody seems to call a penalty. But you know, all in all, he comes back. You know, very good completion percentage, almost 300 yards. Uh, you know, the interception at the end, uh, guys. If anybody listened to the pregame da- tailgate show, BJ Kissel told you about a guy who was a draft love of mine in Steven Nelson. And Steven Nelson had a freaking fantastic day. Uh, will be a free agent. You know, obviously Kansas City most likely will resign him because they're not deep at the group. But there is a guy who can play. And you saw all that today. Uh, Pete, give me some thoughts here on Baker. Uh, not really much difference at the left tackle position. Uh, you subbed in a guy who maybe weighs a little bit more, but not as athletic. So nothing really there. But there were some highlights. And I will give one, two again. Antonio Callaway. Now, this is the second week in a row. And it's starting to look like Antonio Callaway He's not playing at this hyper head cutoff speed, and it seems like maybe the game's starting to slow down for him a little bit. Um, my guess is Baker Mayfield's going to come out in the press conference and eviscerate himself uh, for the throws he missed and the interception he threw. Uh, and, and the interception he threw was bad. Uh, you know, throwing very Nelson late. Was, Nelson your, was, and Nelson was in front of the receiver. It was just yeah, it was just he, all bad. Across your back, across your body, late. It's a recipe for disaster. Um, overall, and that was what the last throw he had all of the game. Um, no, they had the, the the last screen to Ratley, but yeah, yeah. So overall, uh, you know, there are throws he missed that I that he's going to kick himself for. Uh, overall, I would say he had a pretty economical game. It, you know, this is nothing super otherworldly positive. Uh, you know, he made a couple nice passes. Certainly, he. You know that 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 fade he can throw to Callaway uh, has some legs to it. That's cer- certainly something you've seen more of. It feels like something you can build on. But overall, it was mostly get the ball out of his hands and let guys make plays. So if if you're saying this is sort of the base of where Mayfield needs to play, you bas- start adding in what are hopefully you know those plus plays, those great plays, uh, and then he goes from there. So. You know, solid, unspectacular, but in a lot of ways, probably a game he needed, and probably this whole offense needed. And and and, and I know the Chiefs' defense is bad. Uh, I don't care. I just wanted him. You know, the offense first. I wanted you know him not to get beaten to to a pulp, and largely that was successful. I, I'm amazed they didn't call that penalty uh, on on uh, Ron Parker, I believe it was. Yep. Uh, but they needed a game where it was just positive from an offensive standpoint. Defensively, there's been a lot of games where they can point to and go, you know, we played well offensively. 
you know, they, they left points on the board they'd like to have, but you can at least point to it and go, you know, almost 400 yards of total offense, uh, scoring in the red zone, making plays, uh, being aggressive, uh, rewarding those fourth down calls. Those are all positive. Uh, and hopefully as they get more experience and grow, they'll start adding in, you know, plays like the Chiefs are making like that, you know, freaking throw from Mahomes to Kelsey in the end zone where Peppers was in total position and it took a perfect throw and he made a perfect throw and a great catch. And there's just no defense for that. Hopefully those things start getting added in. Uh, I think that Callaway catch on the fade was a little bit of that. Uh, but that's, you know, that's sort of where sort of, sort of where this game was at. Well, and this also comes down to what we had been mentioning uh, in what we went to, guys, last time when we did the rock to, uh, roster breakdown episode. And, guys, I'm glad everybody enjoyed it as you did. If you haven't gotten to it yet, please check it out. That would be episode 268, the, uh, the special edition. Um, you know, we got into a lot of that. And, look, the long-developing plays right now are going to be difficult. You're not getting the pass protection to provide it. And you saw a lot of Baker get it. And it wasn't even, it was literally just open hips, one way throw the ball. Uh, the second Duke, Duke Johnson touchdown was a prime example of that. You know, where they kind of run the double slant where Jarvis Landry basically just goes far enough. And as soon as, you know, he knows the ball's out of the hands, he's just trying to get in somebody's way. Duke funneled in right behind him for the touchdown. So great job with that. Uh, I do think the offense needed a good day here. Um, Pete, this is one that's a little bit of a head scratcher is, uh, it, it, <laughs> When did uh, anybody decide that maybe Rashad Perriman was going to be one of the absolute featured guys on this offense? Was bizarre. Uh, it certainly height, height, weight, speed guy. That you know, he had all that coming out of UCF, uh, but he couldn't catch a cold. And on the one hand, I sort of like the fact that they said, "Well, he can't catch. Let's hand it to him." Uh, <laughs> they ran it a couple times. And, he, you know, I think some of the receptions he had looked like were probably more along the lines of being a third guy on a, on a given play. But, you know, credit to him. He made a couple plays. He made a nice run after catch on one that was like 18 yards or something. And, and on a third getting a first play. down. Yep. Uh, but, you know, do I have any expectations that Brashard Perryman is going to be on the roster next year? No, I don't have any. I don't have any expect. It wouldn't surprise me if Brashard Perryman's not on the roster next week. Uh, he's just sort of a sort of a guy. I mean, I, I sort of like the the approach that you're going to take a freaky athletic guy and see if something can can be uh, gotten out of him, giving him that shot uh, based on his you know former draft slotting. But there are other guys that I'd certainly take a look at that are sitting on practice squads. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Bashar Perriman probably couldn't catch VD in a whorehouse, but, you know, that's for another day. And even on the one reverse where he ran him, and I believe it was two plays in a row where they ran it, he turtled up if he had actually just not gotten to the sidelines and just, you know, kind of split the two defenders. Yeah, you were going to take a hit, but you would have gotten it to first and ten. I mean, I know they converted on the next play, but, you know, these are things you're looking for. Uh, you know, interesting athlete and, you know, dynamic in that. But, you know, come on, guys. Uh, you got a bunch of rookie receivers here who deserve these reps, need these reps. You got Rashard Higgins. I, You know, Higgins is back. I don't know what the need for Paramount is anymore. Guys, um... When you come for betting advice, or look, I will tell you who I think is going to win. Uh, I would have told you today to take the Chiefs. I would have told you to take the over. It would have worked out well for you. But the most important thing is, guys, is where you're going to place these bets at. Uh, so who you're betting with is almost as important as who you're betting on. That is why MyBookie.com is your best bet this season. Uh, the online reviews are fantastic. They've been in business for years. Um, and the mobile site. It's clean, simple, easy to use. 
Uh, most rewarding player perks in the business. They have in-game, live betting, uh, overs, unders on fantasy players, uh, points scored. It's one of, That's one of my most fun aspects. If I'm going to place a bet, that's usually what it's based on. Uh, I would only recommend somebody that's been good to me. So, guys, my bookie, if I do bet, I'm going to use them. Trust me, they are your best bet. MyBookie.com, you win, they pay. Uh, currently, slam new membership is MyBookie.com. So, if you register, and I can say this now, after 7 Eastern Standard Time, they will give you a free $25 for doing so. Also goes along with you, they will match your initial deposit up to 100%. So $100 down, you get the 100 from them, do it after 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you get an extra 25. You will get all of this if you use the promo code LOCKDOWN25, capital L, capital O, 25, LOCKDOWN25, mybookie.com, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com, mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Uh, Pete, defensively, uh, it got to a, I sent you the text, and after EJ Gaines went down, I sent you EJ Paynes, and then I believe it was about four or five snaps later, and it was, man, it is now a mash unit as Denzel Ward ran off. Jabril Peppers was another one went off. Christian Kirksey. Um, we're talking about right now, Pete, defensively, uh, you know, we'll get into what these guys did, but now you're talking about signing guys off the street, not for, you know, to be part of a practice squad. These guys might have to play. Yeah, it's not a good situation, and and this isn't this is not a situation where the Browns were irresponsible and didn't get enough guys. This is just horrible luck where all these things are happening at once. Um, you know, with 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 Terrence Mitchell, uh, at this point, we're now just waiting for him the the clock to run out on his eight weeks because the cast is off. He's pretty close to getting back. That's good news. Uh, but we'll we'll see with the Ward thing. Uh, obviously the concussion with, with, with Gaines, you don't know how that is going to go. But this is so. the thing that worries you, is EJ Gaines was out for almost three weeks with a concussion. Comes back to his first live action, leaves with a concussion. Guys, I went through this. These are the ones that concern you. And these are the ones that concern you about a player's future. You you stack these up, and obviously the, the, the previous one was a heavy concussion. And now here he comes right back and gets another one again. We're starting to talk about whether or not you know football is you know the best thing for EJ Gaines, or maybe just walking away and starting to get into a different aspect of life in football. Because guys, this this is not good for EJ Gaines. It's not good at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's one of those things that you you hate to get into because you don't have enough information, but it's hard to avoid because of the implications with everything. But yeah, I mean, that's. That's that's an unfortunate reality of this is is you don't know uh, where where this goes. But yeah, I mean that that's a, that's a genuine risk. But the Browns were so hard up uh, that that when uh, when when uh, they lost uh, their 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 corners, they got to a point where Breon Betty Calhoun had to go to slot and Jabril Peppers had to go back to free safety so Kendrick could play strong safety just to sort of feel the team. Uh, that's you know, not good. Uh, on, on, you know, I guess you can say they 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 played as hard as they could, but obviously the Chiefs' efficiency on offense was pretty borderline historic. Uh, not where you want to go, but yeah, it's just a terrible run of injuries. It, it, you know, it, we can only hope that the Denzel Ward thing is more of a scare, like the like it was when it turned out to be back spasms, and everybody was worried that oh he's going to be out for a significant amount of time and all this. Uh, but you know, 
if it is something that's going to carry on, we're going to, you know, there's going to be that talk of, is it worth trying to bring him back this year or at some Shut point sort of, or do you start, you know, start looking ahead and going, look, uh, you know, he could come back, but what is he coming back for? And, and those type of discussions And hopefully we don't need to get into that, but we're getting close to that point where guys are going to go down and, and that's going to be the talk. No, I agree 100%. And uh, if you guys want to rectify this situation, um, John Dorsey, everybody in Berea, uh, get Greg Linton on the phone. Get Michael Jordan back here. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He knows his defense. And he should have never been cut in the first place. Uh, now, Pete, now here, the linebacking court, now absolutely depleted. Uh, you're talking about maybe Ray Ray Armstrong being a starting linebacker. But I do want to give some credit to Vallejo. I thought he played well. Uh, Jamie Collins now, you know, I mean, you're now on your third, and depending who on st- who starts next week, possibly possibly your fourth middle linebacker. And you know, with everything that went on with the secondary, it's just really tough at this rate. And with the defensive line, look, I mean, more reps for guys today. You know, Miles Garrett, Gennard Avery, each with a sack today. It's going to get tough here, and I mean, you don't want to pigeon. I mean, you don't want to like turtle up and pigeonhole yourself by playing small ball for the next seven weeks here, for the next seven games. But it may be an instance where you're going to kind of have to do that. Right. Uh, it's getting close to that point where you know the greater good is better than the current day. Well, not only that, but you know, you're also going to have to, you know, when you get into that discussion of putting the best 11 on the field, you know, they may not all be guys. You'd like to be defensive linemen may not be defensive linemen in that scenario with a guy like Jannard Avery. Uh, he may have to play some linebacker at that point. Uh, He's right now your second best linebacker. And, 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 and if they have enough DBs, I think Darren, Derek Kindred can play uh, a little bit of linebacker and help you out there. But yes, this, he can be the adjuster, but yeah, I mean, this is unfortunately, the reality that the Browns, if you turn injuries off and you turn fatigue off, they have arguably as good of a defense as, as there is in the league. But reality strikes, and these guys get worn down, and, and some of this is just the unfortunate reality that is playing so many overtime games uh, and having all those reps add up. And, and the other part is just injuries happen. But the the question has always been depth. Uh, and in the case of the secondary, you know, there's just not enough – uh, for any team to suffer that kind of thing. But when it comes to defensive line and linebacker, uh, you need more. You always want to get more. Uh, and, and this is sort of the situation you run yourself into. Well, and now's the time. I mean, this week is a week you start scouring practice squads. And if there's guys you liked, there's guys you wanted, uh, go ahead, start plucking, because this is what it is. And you know, and as we mentioned, guys, you know, on the episode yesterday, start finding you know, any more pieces that may be part of what is going to be 19. Guys, you listen to the Locked On Browns postgame edition brought to you by MyBookie.com. As always, Pete Smith of NFL Spin Zone joins me for this. Your host, Jeff Lloyd. Uh, guys, uh, Locked On Cavs, Chris Manning, he's going through the same thing I am right now. We're trying to guide you guys through what, you know, should be some promising times, but yet difficult at the same point. So, Chris Manning, uh, we, we may try to do something here this week because we actually had a fun idea that maybe we should... Uh, get together and mount some stuff off each other on air and uh, let all the listeners hear that. But Locked On Cavs, Chris Manning, guys, he's doing a fantastic job over there. Go ahead and, you know, uh, you know, subscribe, you know, download all that stuff, leave him some reviews. He appreciates it. He does a ton of work. Uh, so, Pete, I mean, as we move forward here, look, I mean, Baker Mayfield, we're excited with 
the rest of the skill position we're excited with because, look, we're starting to exploit things. David David Najoku got a bunch of looks today. Um, obviously, there's that young man from Princeton still who looks really good on the sideline with his helmet three-quarters on his head, never gets to play. But you know, Duke Johnson, Nick Chubb, um, working more of the receivers. And, you know, basically where I'm going to go with this here is our buddy, uh, Freddie Todd Kitchens, um, what did you think, and how would you take it today? I did like the variety, and I think we saw some stuff today early on with the rolling out. We saw some stuff that we hadn't seen from this Browns office previously. Well, here's the thing. Like, during the week, when when he took over, his whole thing was, we're not going to reinvent the wheel. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and and that's, you know, that's one of those maybe, maybe it was a, But maybe it was a wink-wink, but... No, it was what it was. It it you know it's a throwaway line, but the reality is that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. They like one of the thing. One of the criticisms I have had is in past weeks, a screen would get stopped, usually to Njoku for some god awful reason. It worked and with then Tyrod, they, and then they would go away from the screen almost entirely. Uh, part of what I liked about kitchens is he's stubborn and that he doesn't get flustered by one bad call or one play that doesn't work he stuck with it so what'd you see a lot of screens and they did what they're supposed to do not only did they get the ball in duke johnson's hands which is always a positive but they also sort of helped slow down that pass rush a little bit and at least keep those guys a little bit more honest got some easy throws to baker mayfield you're always going to take that got some easy touches for duke johnson always going to take that and it, and it worked. You got positive yards. You got first downs out of that thing. Other things that, like, the swing pass to Duke Johnson when they scored. Like, the based on the formation, it was, it was stupid. It would be stupid not to take that. They had one inside linebacker who was supposed to guard Duke Johnson who was sitting in the box. That was it. So it was Duke Johnson against one inside backer. Their backers aren't good anyway, so they gave him the ball and let Duke Johnson make a play, and he did. Like, you, you talk about, well, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. Like, this isn't, you know, this isn't high-end, super complicated uh, route combinations and all this stuff. This is pretty basic take-the-numbers-advantage football and and let these guys make plays. And what it, what happened? You got the ball in Mayfield's hands. You let Duke Johnson be a player. You don't have to be super complicated to you know, outsmart teams, you can beat them based on alignment and taking what's there. What else did we see today? You saw Baker Mayfield audible. And I don't know if he was allowed yep. to do that, but you saw him check out of things, even if it was an either or and consult And consulted the wristband. And this is hopefully the next step. But I'll let you finish. But this is hopefully the next step where you set Baker Mayfield out there and say, go ahead, run four plays. And, and with Richard Higgins, I think some of it is he's probably not all the way back. On a pitch count. Yeah, and, and, and he played well. Don't get me wrong. I, I like what I saw, but I think he's going to get healthier. And, uh, yeah, and I don't know if he had the deep routes in him today. I think the crossers were maybe where he could win today. I don't think he's maybe got the perfect cutting ability where he can run. And, you know, some of these you know routes they like to run, they like to run double cuts. So I don't know if he's eligible. He's healthy enough for that yet, but he was healthy enough to contribute. And again, some of this I'm sure is because it was against the Chiefs, but they spread the wealth around a lot. Duke Johnson had a lot of catches. Jarvis Landry had a lot of catches. David Njoku had a lot of catches. You you just got different guys the ball, and you didn't sort of force anything. You just let things sort of happen. 
Uh, and that's sort of what they have to be. And, 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 and you can say part of that is that the Browns don't have a guy like the Chiefs do with Kelsey where you say this is a guy that's worth forcing the ball to. But at the same point, you like you just let things sort of happen and let guys get open and make plays. And, and, and Mayfield wasn't perfect in that regard, but the same point, these are the areas where he's got to grow, where he can sort of see things and diagnose. But like Tyree kill had four catches for 69 yards. It wasn't like he killed you. It was Kelsey who did most of the work. Spencer Ware was tied for the second leader in receiving yards. Ware and hunt destroyed him. Ware and hunt destroyed him. So like, you don't have to. I mean, don't get me wrong. You you want stars. You want featured players in your offense. But at the same time, if you just have enough protection, you can sort of let Mayfield do what he does. He's going to find guys that can sort of make plays. And and the other part of that is is look, I, I don't like seeing Ratley drop the ball running before he catches it and stuff like that. But I do want to see these guys sort of do stuff. I want to see if these guys are worth. You know, I, I assume they'll be back, you know, at the very least in training camp next year to see if they can compete and in, in, in preseason and all that. But look, but we are the Browns are two six and one. You know, th- th- we're at that point where it's time to start figuring stuff out. And it doesn't mean you're trying to lose. That doesn't mean you've quit. It just means you're trying to make plays and get guys involved. So, you know, Callaway may frustrate you. Ratley may frustrate you. But at the same point. These are guys you actually have some investment in. You got to see what they can do. You got to see what this is what this is going to look like. I love the fact that they gave Nick Chubb 22 carries, and and I don't even think this was a great Nick Chubb game. He only averaged 3.9 yards per carry, which hell of a lot better than 3.4. Uh, but you still see you still see every so often there there's always that sense. Oh man, he's one he's one broken tackle away. He's one cut away dragging guys six and seven yards and just the way he plays and and the vision he showed down near the goal line which makes me frustrated with the two-point conversion play calls a little bit those are all things where i'm you know these are rookies all these guys we're talking about are rookies or Najoku's a second year guy uh and we're and, and mayfield's a rookie and you're you're saying get these guys involved see what they can build and if they just have enough blocking yes you need another receiver you need a true x type you'd like to get some sort of true playmaker in that group but at least you can see sort of you know the framework for what could be a functional offense and then if you do get that playmaker you get a couple playmakers you can see where this offense goes from solid to good to you know you may not be like the chiefs but at least you know it can be what you want it to be which is something that can carry a team and, and put the defense in position where they're now hunting quarterbacks as opposed to trying to get the ball back so you can you can try to stay in a game yeah and uh you wrote two point plays and that's the last point i want to get here this evening um i hate the flood concepts um and and that's kind of seems like what they did with every one of these put the ball in the middle of the field and play the entire i go back to atlanta last year in philadelphia with a chance to win the game in the playoffs, and you know it was an absolute crap fest of four calls there, because you kept limiting yourself and playing with the short side of the field. Open it up and look. And if you spread four out as opposed to trips right on a tight right side, it gives you the entire field to play with, and that's where you can slip in a Nick Chubb run. And essentially, the touchdown run he had before you went for two 
was a two-point play. And he was able to get the flow up the field, hit the brakes, and go straight north and got the touchdown. We need some work on the two. I mean, I have zero issue. And this is, you should, look, because if it's an offensive play as opposed to an extra point, every one of these guys needs that rep. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Keep doing it. But at least give yourself the entire field to do it with, Pete. I and, and and people claim like, well, you know, if you did this, you'd kill. Him. No, I loved uh, when they were aggressive, going for two points. Uh, look, and look, we said during the week field goals weren't going to win this game. So obviously, going for two was the way to go. Well, there's a few things. First, my frustration with Hugh Jackson was that he he didn't stick to his guns in the Raiders game and go for go for the two point conversion that would have made a two time. a nine point game. And a two-score game and you win. Like, that's where I say, I'm betting on my team. Let's go get this win. Uh, the same way that, you know, you had you know, all these people talking up Dana Holgerson and his hair uh, <laughs> going for it with Will Greer and company and saying, let's go get this. And they do, rewarding your guys. Like, I like that mentality. The other part is, like, you know, people complain about going for two and you don't get it. What's worse than that? Missing extra points. Don't bet on the kicker. And and granted, the the dude hit a fifty one yard field goal, which I didn't expect. He may be uh, better from fifty one than he is though from thirty five for an extra point. But kudos on that. But and it's oh and three oh for three is is pretty un- abnormal. I, I don't like the play calls they had. Personally, I would like a to hand the ball to Chubb there, whether you spread him out or whatever. B, if you're going to pass, I'd like to get Mayfield out on his feet and and give him a run-pass option so that, you know, I don't want him getting whacked, but at the same time, it's three yards. Force force them to be responsible for all 11 guys in those situations, and maybe he steals one with his feet or somebody comes up at him and he just dumps it over their head and finds an easy, easy score. But I didn't love any of the play calls down there uh, in general. But from an attitude standpoint, what are you saying? What did Greg Williams say to his team by going for fourth down so much, which I also love? I Go get this. I believe you guys can do it. If you, For whatever reason, you guys don't get it, I believe in this defense. But it all starts with being confident in your team, believing in your team. And I, it, whether it's a matter of, you know, you don't care, you know, you, you're in this don't care about the the results in terms of you not being afraid because of the record or you're just so confident and you want to preach that confidence. I don't care what the answer is. The result is the same where dudes constantly feel like, you know, we've got a shot. We can control our own destiny as opposed to sending a kicker out. And, you know, if you have a great kicker, so be it. But guys like playing for their own destiny. Guys, you know, players like doing those things. They want to go for fourth downs. They want to go for those two-point conversions and and like we talked about previously you develop an attitude where these guys get in tight spots and they get confident in it and you sort of you know generally uh, two-point conversions are 50 50 propositions but if you practice it and you get really good at it you're going to change your own odds you're going to get better at it it doesn't have to be like some fancy you know trick play at, at, at the three yard line Philly it special, can, Oklahoma special, Cleveland special, whatever you want to call it. Right. It could just be, this is what we do, try and stop us type thing. And you develop that mentality and you get better and better at it. 
and suddenly maybe you're a 60% two-point conversion, or God forbid, 70%, and then it really makes the, the concept of going for an extra point, unless there's a specific point in the game where you know it makes a ton of sense, that you have a mentality that you're always get that t- teams now have to think, well, the Browns are going to get eight. How are we going to respond? Like you're you're constantly putting the pressure on the other team to sort of respond to you. You dictate, and in that respect, I like where the Browns are dictating. This is what we do, as opposed to this is what we do. We don't adjust to our talent or anything like that. This is the type of thing where where you get you develop a mentality, and you can really you get into that whole nonsense. You know the the crap about changing the culture that's stuff that can actually help you with that because when a guy comes you know guys new to the team or whatever he comes in you now have this expectation of we go forward a fourth down when it's fourth and reasonable and we go forward we go for two at uh whenever we score or most of the time when we score touchdowns of this expectation that we're gonna do this now we got to go get it and i like that mentality yeah, and it sends a message to these young guys that, look, we're in it, and look, obviously, you know, there's going to be massive changes here, but even still, let these guys develop, and every rep is just as important. Every rep is important, so let these guys do it. Guys, this has been your Locked On Browns postgame episode brought to you by MyBookie.com. Pete Smith, obviously, fantastic work over at NFL Spin Zone. Uh, go ahead, follow his, uh, you know, follow him, read his work. Does a fantastic job, puts a lot of effort into it. Whether or not you agree is not the question. Pete's earned the reputation to have his stance and his analysis. The Lockdown Browns podcast, guys, we always keep it a follow-back account. Go ahead, keep following. Anything you guys need, anybody you want to hear, anybody you want on the show, guys, send the DMs, send it to the Twitter account over at Lockdown Browns. Guys, I will do it. I have no qualms about it. Follow me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. I appreciate everything you guys do. iTunes, rating, reviews. Uh, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is you guys listen, please go ahead, drop the ratings, reviews. It means a lot to the show. draws new listeners. Like I always tell you, if your friend's not listening, take their phone, subscribe for them. They'll be better off for it. Um, it was a tough day, guys, about what is was expected. And, you know, look, the Kansas City Chiefs are a damn good football team. And I will not be surprised if it was the Kansas City Chiefs, L.A. Rams Super Bowl, or wherever how you want to put it, this is maybe where the trend and that offense is that good, despite the fact that the defense gives up points. They are that legit. We'll get into this week, guys, with uh, John Costco for the PFF show. We'll get into a bunch of other things. Um, we're going to have Dan Orlovsky on here somewhere this week, and we're going to get a Baker Mayfield breakdown after nine games on the young man. So, guys, this is, you know, I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep pushing out great content for you guys. Just keep listening, keep subscribing, keep rating, keep reviewing. I appreciate all you do. LGB on the LOB. Until we talk again, guys.